Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Well, and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, accumulate, and obviously enjoy more money. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's becoming the scourge of modern life, and that is consumer debt. Now, I'm not talking about uh, loans to buy assets like you know, mortgages to buy houses or commercial buildings, which I think I would call good debt, but credit to buy depreciated items like consumer goods and cars, TVs and furniture. Um, you know, there's even a company that sells furniture on loans and basically on sort of higher purchase. You know, they'll sell you a Sony PlayStation or a fridge or a, a washing machine. And the interest rates are ginormous and, and it's, it's become so ridiculous that even the government have looked into this. But, you know, so that's what I'm talking about is consumer debt that people use to buy things that, uh, you know, are basically depreciating as soon as you take them out of the shop or off the forecourt. And now, whatever the reason for getting into debt, if you want to live without worry and fear, it's vitally important that you get out of debt fast and stay debt free forever now this applies to companies as well if you're if you're investing in the stock market for instance, or buying companies you don't want to buy a company that's riddled with debt this is what brought down uh, carillion for instance and many other companies that go into bankruptcy or in america chapter 11 because they've got the burden with with all the debt but i'm talking about the, the individual now and debt now, i've got for you 10 tips to, to get out of debt and stay out of debt for good now first of all What you need to do is prioritise your debts in order of importance, cost of service in the debt. Obviously, prioritise things like um, keeping a roof over your head, for instance. Like if you've got a mortgage or you've got rent to pay, you know, there's no point in uh, paying off a credit card bill when you haven't paid your mortgage and, and you could lose your house or you haven't paid your rent. That sounds obvious, but, you know, in my days of financial services, people would often pay the creditors that are shouting the loudest. So whoever's banging on their door or has sent bailiffs down, they'll pay those rather than, you know, pay the mortgage company, which may not be so quick off the mark to, to chase them. But, you know, you've got to prioritise it in terms of that, but also prioritise them in terms of the cost of the cards uh, to clear the debt. Obvious again, look at the card paying the highest rate and pay more of that off than, than the lower rate. Clearing the the cost of high cost debts will give you breathing space to to pay the other loans faster and and really then be able to live and keep a roof over your your head and and keep electricity and and your utilities coming into the house. Now, all this sounds a bit obvious, but uh, it's surprising how people can get into a muddle because they've got letters coming in which they don't even want to open you know they've got all these letters and they can see you know you can look in the window and i've done it myself i've been there you know and you look in the window and you see all red and you don't want to open it and you know who it's from and you know that they're chasing you and that they're you know they're going to be starting taking legal action and that sort of thing so so you've got to look at that and then take a, a an overview of it you know don't just sort of jump from thing to thing some people go to to debt counseling like the the advice bureau the citizens advice bureau that used to be called uh some will, will take on these companies i'd be a bit wary of these companies that 
get you to enter into arrangements with creditors that are sometimes called voluntary arrangements that are nearer to bankruptcy, if you like. Just be careful of those because it could ruin your credit rating. If you can get away without doing that, uh, the better. And also these companies do charge high fees as well. But that's another story. That's a regulated area. Now, second tip then is to slash non-essential outgoings. Now, again, this sounds obvious, but go through your standing orders. Get your bank to print them out. If you haven't got it online, get your bank to print them out. And I've done this regularly myself. You go to the bank, print out my standing orders, print out my direct debits. Direct debits are different from standing orders, of course. You, you might have both. And look at look down them and say, well, you know, why am I paying this? And sometimes you'll find that you're paying for things that you shouldn't even be paying for. Uh, I recently found a debit going out for a through my mobile phone company for something that they'd allowed to go through and I'd been paying it for nine months. And uh, I think it might be a charity um, charity donation that they've been taking money out of my account on through the, 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 the phone bill. And uh, they stopped it, but they wouldn't give me the money back, but they stopped it, but that was after nine months. And it wasn't a fortune, but it, it pays to look through your statement and see what's going out. Things like, um, let me see now, Sky TV or, or subscription TV or maybe Netflix that you never watch. I mean, Netflix is not a lot of money, but all these things can add up. Membership of the gym. How often are you actually going to that gym? You know, I've had two memberships of gyms going on at once at one stage. You know, you, maybe if you, if you can't afford the gym, exercise at home, go for runs, go for long walks, buy a set of little weights off eBay or whatever you want to do. Buy a bike you know, instead of going to the gym to cycle on a static thing. Go and, go and buy a bike. So that's that's one thing you've got to look at is look at those non-essential things. And I'm, I'm, you know, if you go through your, your standing order and, and direct debits, you'll be very, very surprised at things that you're paying for that you, you may have just forgotten about. And uh, a lot of things like um, trial offers, you know, uh, get this free for three months and then in the small print. But after that, it's uh, it's then £20 or £30 a month. Now, the same applies to your credit card statements. Look at those as well. They can be a little bit more difficult to stop payments going out. You might have to get back to the company. But that is a, another killer. It's so easy to sign up for trial offers on a credit card or buy things online that involve a monthly payment. It could be subscriptions. It could be memberships of clubs and organisations. Look at those as well. They can add up and obviously you're paying interest then on the payment that you're making if you're if you're not clearing off your card every single month. So that, that's a very important thing to do. Number three, then, is to make a plan to start paying off your debts and, and then and then stick to that plan. One thing a lot of people don't realize is that when you pay off a credit card, you'll see they'll send you a statement and they say, here's your balance. It's you know, for five thousand pounds. The interest charge this month. This is your expenditure this month. And then at the bottom, it will say minimum payment, which we take by direct debit. And I hope you are at least paying the minimum payment by direct debit, because if you're not, you can easily run into late payments with those. So if you are just paying off the minimum payment, depending on the interest rate you're charging, it can take maybe 10 years to clear that debt. 10 years. If you left it alone, never spent anything, this will vary according to the interest rate that you've been charged. But it can take years and years and years to clear the debt if you're only paying the minimum payment because the minimum payment might be say three percent of the debt but then the interest rate might be 1.8 percent per month of that so you can see that it, it might not get cleared off for a very, very long time so if you find that you know you've got one credit card and you've got that's a high interest rate maybe you know and they're all about 16 18 19 20 29 percent interest rate when you consider that base rates are only half a percent it, it's an incredible 
margin that they're making on on the rate now i remember when rates uh you know mortgage rates were like 12 percent and the credit card ratings were maybe 19 20 24 percent well there's still about that level now even though rates are now a fraction of, of that 12 percent they've gone all the way down it was a quarter percent at one stage base rates and you know mortgage rates are now typically two three percent so you know it's gone all the way down and yet the credit card companies are still literally creaming it in on interest rates warren buffett said borrowing money on a credit card to buy consumer things is 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 dumb but he he likes credit card companies he buys credit card companies that basically he didn't say this but basically lend out money to people who uh, i won't say dumb but people who borrow money at 16 to 20 percent to buy consumer goods that will be worthless in a, in a few months or a year's time so you've got to get get to a stage where you're, you're paying these off and, and paying more than just the minimum. Now, you can do this automatically. You can set that up with your card company so that I want to pay, let's say your minimum payment is £20 a month. You can say, well, I want to pay £50 a month. Or you can pay off in between those debits going out uh, automatically, the direct debit payment from your bank to the credit card company. You can just walk into the bank and, and make a payment over and above that. I mean, if you've got credit card debts of £10,000 and you've got £20,000 sitting in the bank earning a quarter percent, it might make sense to, to pay some of that credit card debt off because that's costing you a lot more than the money in the bank is earning you. However, I know, I know that people like to have that security of money in the bank. Now, I wouldn't suggest wiping out all your savings to, to pay the credit card off. And it's nice to have money there to do deals or property deals or whatever, if, if you've got deposits available and that sort of thing. But, you know, if, if you're just keeping that money there for years, doing nothing in a, in a deposit account, maybe earning just over 0.1 of a percent. And then you've got credit cards at the same time charging you more than that every month or charging you 18 to 20 percent a year it makes sense to perhaps clear that down a bit clear some of the debt down but if you haven't got that capital to do that make a, a monthly repayment i would list out all your your debts on a, on a spreadsheet if you can't do spreadsheets just write them out right this is what i owe this is the monthly payment uh, this is the interest rate they're charging and then i think it will all become a little bit clearer you can then see you've got a, a picture you know it's a picture it in my mind or uh, I can't see it you know look at it in a visual basis and then you'll see uh, what's going out and and it might surprise you it might it might shock you as well but try and do that list all the debts and then you know that that's the first step just to see what what is going out and then then you've got to make a a payment plan to start paying that off now uh, you may have to forego some of the things that you're you're spending on um, I mean are you for instance going out and buying three cups of Starbucks every day could you just go to work and make a cup of Nescafe or could you, you know, get, make some coffee at home and take it in one of those cups to, to work? You know, because if you're paying, say, six, seven pounds a day on coffee, I mean, some people could be spending 10 pounds a day, five days, which is 50 pounds a week. That's two and a half thousand pounds a year. You know, that could be clearing off your credit cards and that will save you money because if you look at what you're paying out on your credit cards that's all dead money isn't it if you're paying say 50 pounds a month just for interest on your credit card you know you could be using that for other things you could be saving that money you could be enjoying that money in other ways rather than just paying that off and you've got to stop this indiscriminate spending i know it's easy to spend on a credit card because for me i see two shops and, and one doesn't take cards and one will only take cash and i'm more inclined to use the the, the shop or the takeaway that would take take my card because it's it's less painless isn't it it's 
taking money out of my wallet and spending this. It's, it's almost like I'm, I'm losing something. I mean, it's painful. But using a card, especially with these, you know, you just touch the machine, toop, it's gone, isn't it? You don't even think about it. It's painless until you get the, the bill on your card. So you've got to stop that and, and then start making a plan to repay those debts. It's, it's, it's imperative that you, you clear down those debts. So that's, that, that's step number three. Now, step number four is if you're swimming in these debts and you've got a load of cards that are uh, just costing you too much, there are cards that will charge you a lower rate if you transfer the balance to them. Now, this is, it is a short-term measure and, it won't, and it's not going to work in the long term because they, they might give an interest-free period or a low interest rate period for a certain time. It could be nine months interest, six months, or maybe just a low permanent low rate. Uh, now, some of these card companies will, will give you a lower rate to a new, new borrower than they are giving to their existing borrowers. So look at those. Some of them are giving a 0% card balance transfers. Now, the reason they're doing that is, is not to do you a favor, but it's to get your money in because they know that most people will, will transfer. They'll get 0% for six, nine months. And after that, they'll be then charged the going rate for that card. But if you need that breathing space and, you know, you can do this and and move your money over there, that stops you. That that means you're not paying out that 50, 80 pounds a month. If you can use that money then to start paying off the debt, it, it can be helpful. You've got to watch out for the balance transfer fees, however. Some can be as high as 3%. So they might say 0% interest, but there's, there's these balance transfer fees. Others might say, well, we'll charge you 5%, you know, and you might be paying 15% over here, but you can move it there to pay, say, 5.9%, but with no balance transfer fee. So you've got to weigh it up and see what works best for you and, and who is offering you that money. You can find these things on the internet as well. Sometimes you'll get something in the post and you can just get the card, ring them up and uh, do, do the deal on the phone. But that can uh, obviously give you that bit of breathing space. It's not a permanent uh, measure though. Uh, so that's step number four. Step number five is to earn a bit of extra cash really, then, then you've got the money to pay that off. Now, this is another obvious way of reducing your debt is to just increase your income. Now, you could achieve this in a number of ways. You could get a part-time job. You could start a part-time business working from home. You could do some internet marketing, Amazon trading or whatever, or just go out at the weekend and find something that you can do that will earn you a bit of extra money and you know, then use that money to clear down your debt. It could be um, working extra hours in your job or you know, increasing your, your skills and uh, maybe doing a bit extra and, and impressing the people you work for so that you can get a, a pay rise or a higher paying job or a promotion. Now, I wouldn't suggest going into your boss and saying, look, I've got this debt and Charles Hurley said I should, you know, ask for a pay rise so I can pay my debt because the guy might say, well, what's your debt got to do with me? You know, why are you bringing your problems into me? But if you go in with the attitude of, look, I've been doing all this extra work. I think I can do this and this and this that will make the company more money and I'd like to take on that extra responsibility but maybe in return I could get a bit of extra reward something a bonus or a pay rise you know because they're thinking well if they're giving you a pay rise what, what's in it for them I know that you know you're already working for them and you, you might be working very hard but they might not see that they might say well he's just doing his job why should I pay him any more but if, if you go in and, and, and put a case together and say, look, I, I'm doing this, but this is earning extra money. I'm doing that bit of extra. I'm staying behind late. I'm coming in early. I take work home. I, you know, I think I deserve a bit more. Maybe you can earn yourself a pay rise or, you know, maybe if, they, if you can't, you might consider getting a higher paid job. But in any case, I'm saying 
yes, you can do all you can to repay your debt, but sometimes you might need to just have a bit more money coming in, increase your income to pay those debts that are around your neck. And the income increasing thing you can do anyway, whether you've got a debt or not. So that's number five. Number six, check if you're entitled to any benefits or tax credits. This would apply if you're in low paid work or a single parent or you've got kids and and this sort of thing. Now, it could be benefits. It could be tax breaks. I'm not an expert in in universal credit. You you may need to get advice from the advice bureau or just look it up online to see what you're entitled to. Now, you can check these out things out for yourself. It doesn't mean that you know, you're a burden to the state. If you're entitled to these things, if you're on low pay, then, you know, why not have them? It doesn't mean that you're sitting around doing nothing. It just means you're, you're working, but, you, you know, you're, you're, you're sinking a bit and uh, you might need a bit of extra help for a time until you can either earn more money uh, or just get yourself out of debt. I'd definitely take advice on this. Some people are even using food banks. I don't think there's any shame in this and, and you shouldn't be if you need to that extra bit of help now and again to get you through a difficult situation. I would definitely look at that and see what you're entitled to and, and, and what you can get to give you a bit of help. So again, the government web, website or citizens advice are, are a good place for that. Number seven is never ignore a bill or a demand, especially a debt collector or a court letter. I know there's a tendency to sort of bury your head in the sand and you have all these unopened letters. And, and this is, you know, they've been into people's houses and found that, you know, there's, there's hundreds of unopened letters. And, you know, when I was a financial advisor, I, I was talking to people and say, well, I just can't open it. I can't face it. I, I just can't face these letters. And when I also worked in a bank, you know, we had people that were basically the, the same people that were in trouble with their accounts all the time. Uh, they, they seemed to be constantly in trouble, often through overspending, indiscriminate spending, you know, sometimes just for no no uh, fault of their own. But, you know, they were constantly in debt and they, somewhere along the line they needed some help. But, you know, you cannot just ignore letters and bill because they will ultimately lead to things like county court judgments or CCJs or defaults. And they can stay in your credit file for up to, to six years. And that can really destroy your credit rating altogether. You won't be able to get a bank account very easily. You won't be able to rent a a room or a flat very easily. You certainly won't be able to get a mortgage easy or get other forms of credit. Now, county court judgment is where a company, you know, they've asked you to pay, you won't pay, you get a letter from them, then you get a court letter and they say you are summoned to go to a a court hearing. You can can defend the case, obviously, but a lot of people will ignore it and and do nothing. I've been owed money and I've sued people through the county courts and a lot of people just ignore it and, and they, they just never pay it. Uh, even if you get a debt, a county court judgment against somebody, it doesn't mean that they have to pay it. You then have to take further enforcement action through bailiffs. But a lot of people won't pay it. But they don't realise that they then get in a judgment registered against them. Now, if, if you don't know what that is, I suggest go and have, check out your credit file there's various ways online that you can check your credit file. You can go direct to some of the credit reference agencies like Experian, uh, Equifax, and, and they, they have to give you a copy of your credit file, maybe for a small fee. Uh, there's companies that will do it. I think you can get a free check. You, you can pay to get a check and you can do these online usually. And then you will see exactly what is on your credit file. And you'll be amazed that they'll, they'll show what you owe in each credit card, They'll show if you are a late payer, if you're constantly missing payments. And this can be done if you're not paying by direct debit, uh, bills by direct debit. 
because you might say, well, I'll pay it on the due day and go in and send off a check or, or go into the bank to pay it. But actually, technically, you're late because by the time the, that payment has reached the lender or the credit card company, you pass the due date. So they can mark you down as a late payer. And that's all on your credit file. So that is a good step to just get a copy of, of your credit file and uh, also see if you've got any bad things on there like county court judgments. The other one is a default. Now, this can be issued by a credit card company without going to court. They just write to you and say, look, you, you know, you've got to keep paying. If, you, if you're not paying your, your bill, like your credit card bill, they can eventually take the action and say, now, you're now in default and we've issued a default against you. Now, default is as ruinous as a, a, a county court judgment. And that will stay in there for six years as well. And, you know, there's very little you can do about it. So, it's quite a serious one because they you haven't got much time to sort of go to go to court and defend it. Now, if you if you find on your credit file that you've got uh, anything that you you were a bit surprised about, uh, perhaps you've moved address and somebody has registered a judgment against you, you can take steps to get that set aside and then have a, a, a effectively a retrial to see if you, if you really owed that money or not. But definitely check that credit file and keep your credit clean. This means never missing a payment, never been late with a payment, being honest with, with creditors and, and you know, if you borrow money, being honest with it. I know it's easy just to say, well, I'm going to go bankrupt, uh, as, as a lot of people do, because you can be discharged within two, three years or whatever it is. Uh, but that, that stays with you, you know, on, on every form you fill in, they say, have you ever been bankrupt? Not have you been bankrupt in the last three years? Have you ever been bankrupt? And, uh, you know, if you go for a mortgage, it's, it's there permanently. So try and be honourable with debt and if you're going to borrow money you know feel that you're going to pay that back and don't just you know take people's advice and say, oh just go bankrupt and you know you'll wipe out the debt yeah you will wipe out the debt you won't have to pay it off but there's a lot more consequences to going bankrupt than you think and certainly there's a lot more consequences to county court judgments and missing payments now some people can't avoid avoid bankruptcy obviously if the, if the debt has become huge and too huge to ever repay then you know, sometimes it, it, it is necessary to take that action. And lots of celebrities have, have been bankrupt in their time. I and mean, Donald Trump has been into a form of bankruptcy, Chapter 11 in America before. You know, lots of stars have, have got into bankruptcy before. But I wouldn't go bankrupt for, a, say, a, a five or £10,000 credit bill or, or a £20,000 credit bill. You know, if you, if you owe, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds through some business transaction that went wrong, then you know, take advice on that. But uh, I certainly wouldn't go bankrupt just for a, for a silly little debt. And, and you'd be surprised. Some people have made themselves bankrupt for a, for a few thousand pounds, sometimes out of just sheer bloody mindedness. So, well, they're not going to get the money from me. So I've made myself bankrupt. And they, you know, they don't get it. I've stuck two fingers up to them and they're not getting the money. I'm bankrupt now. They can't touch me. Well, is that a really good attitude? Not really. I don't think so. Um, so going back to the advice, never, I slightly deviated there, but never, never ignore a bill. And, and especially those uh, you know, bailiffs knocking on your door, that's a serious thing. Um, you know, you don't have to let a bailiff in, by the way, if they say, can I come in? My advice is not to let them in the door, but you certainly can't ignore it. If it gets to that stage, you're already starting to pay charges for the bailiffs, like a parking ticket, for instance, can, you know, a £50 ticket can, can end up running into thousands of pounds by the time they've gone to court and issued penalties and penalties and and then bailiffs and that sort of thing it can easily rank, ramp up to, to hundreds, if not thousands of pounds. So don't ignore these things. Get on the phone and deal with it. Uh, but a little side tip there, don't let bailiffs into your house because then they start marking up things that they can take away the next time. 
Number eight, then getting on from not, not ignoring a bill, but speaking to your creditors if you're having difficulties. I think you've got to communicate with people. You know, if someone owes you money and, you know, you're asking, well, you know, you're phoning them up and they're ignoring your call and, you know, you send them a text, so can we talk about this? And they ignore it. How do you feel? You know, maybe they're ignoring it because they're scared to speak to you because they haven't got the money to pay you back. But it's the same thing with companies. When when you owe them money, they, they want to hear from you. So don't keep ignoring them. And this is especially true on mortgages because, you know, if, you, if you're behind with your mortgage, you don't want to get into a situation where you start going to court because immediately you go to court, then there could be a, a solicitor's bills and court charges that are nearly as much as a month's payment on your mortgage. So so don't ignore things. If you're having difficulties, you've got to speak to people. You've got to call out, so I'm having difficulties. A lot of uh, lenders will have these automatic numbers. If you're having difficulties, you always press this number and, you, and just go through and speak to them. Number nine is ask for help. Now, this could involve, involve citizen's advice. I think it's just called citizen's advice. It used to be called the citizen's advice bureau now or an independent counsellor, or, or just somebody you can sit down and talk to that knows a little bit about it. Uh, we all need a bit of help from time to time. And being in debt can be lonely and depression, lead to depression and and, and even uh, suicides in some cases. So don't let, let that um, get to that, that bad situation. Don't let it get that bad. Ask for help, call out for help and sit down and maybe do the exercise I, I said in, in the beginning to lay out all your debts and, and see which ones can be dealt with. And, and what what you've got to do first. And sometimes it might involve talking to all of your creditors and saying, look, I haven't got the money to pay you. What are we going to do about it? And sometimes they might agree extending things or uh, extending the the loan for a longer period if you've got a, a fixed term loan. There's also things can be done because they 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 want to help you to get their, their money back, if you like. So they don't want you to go bankrupt and uh, they don't want to make you bankrupt. It costs them money as well. So you've got to talk to people and, and, and try and sort things out. Don't just let it fester and fester and, and get worse and worse and worse because all the time the interest is mounting up and interest on interest or compound interest is what Albert Einstein called one of the most powerful forces on earth. It can work in your favour, but it can work against you as well when it comes to debt. Now, number 10 is to stay out of consumer debt for good. Now, this is the prevention better than cure, really. Never borrow money on expensive consumer items, which depreciate in value, avoid rip-off deals like rent-to-own products, like the plague, I'd say. Uh, it's the old adage, if you can't afford it, do without it. That sounds a bit old-fashioned. It probably sounds like your granddad. If you can't afford it, you don't, 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 you can't have it, you know. You don't, don't, you never borrow and that sort of, but it's true. Um, you know, we become accustomed to this, uh, I want it now, buy now, pay later, or it's Christmas is coming, so I've got to get, borrow money for Christmas. That is ridiculous. You know, Christmas doesn't have to be a load of expensive toys. You can enjoy Christmas with, with the kids without, you know, blowing your money and paying it off till the middle of next year. That is really nonsense. And and companies, of course, prey on people, particularly in poorer areas. You know, you've got um, people that will basically lend you money for consumer things because they, they know you're under pressure to buy toys for the kids and that sort of thing. But just don't do it. You know, if you need things, go on eBay and buy things secondhand. There's a huge market out there for second hands. I know some very, very wealthy people that I've seen rummaging around in secondhand furniture shops that they use for the flats they own. And I said, what are you doing here? You know, you're, you're, you're a multi, multi-millionaire. But, you know, this is it. They're canny as well. They're clever. They don't always go out and buy new. And the secondhand market for things is, is incredible because, you know, something that you've got new today, 
tomorrow, you'd be surprised it's probably only worth a third, worth a third of what, what you bought it for. And you can pick these things up yourself on eBay and, and all sorts of uh, sites that uh, sell secondhand stuff. Uh, so you don't have to buy new clothes as well. You know, you can find some fantastic clothes in charity shops. And this recycling is, is a big market now, and especially, particularly for furniture and consumer goods. So you, know, you don't have to go and rent stuff like basic furniture and white goods. You know, do that, go down the laundry, you know, the laundrette and, and don't get, get into debt over these things because they, 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 these companies really do, they set themselves up in poorer parts of town. They prey on people that are perhaps not as financially educated as, as everybody else and uh, they haven't got the access to cheaper credit. So they prey on these people. Uh, so to just avoid that, like the plague really. And I mentioned this in my forthcoming book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness in more detail. Uh, but I think the point here might sound a bit obvious here, but um, I'll just run through them once more. Prioritize your debts in order of importance and the cost of servicing the debt. Number two, slash your non-essential outgoings, all that silly spending, all those uh, takeaways. You know, don't if you can't afford lunches, bring your sandwiches into work in your in your bag. Stop that um, three, four cups of expensive coffee a day. Uh, maybe you know, stop going out to the pub so much and just slash those non-essential outgoings. You don't have to become a hermit, but just slash the non-essential outgoings. And in particular, go to your bank and get that list of your standing orders and direct debits and your credit card payments as well. Make a plan. Number three, make a plan to start paying off your debts and stick to it. Number four, get a balanced transfer card uh, if, if you need to sort of relieve your, the pressure for, for six to nine months. Number five, earn extra cash, generate some more money. So, um, you know, if you're spending more than you earn, then start earning more than you're, you're spending. And this can be done in a number of ways that I've gone through. Number six, check if you're entitled to any benefits, tax credits, food bank, whatever it is. Don't be too proud. Go and get that help that you need to get you through these difficult times. Number seven, never ignore a bill or a demand, especially from a, a debt collector, court letter, bailiffs, all that sort of thing. Never ignore it. Don't bury your head in the sand. You know, open those letters. And uh, this leads on to the next thing is, Speak to your creditors if you're having difficulty. Don't just hide from them uh, because eventually the, the court actions and the, the interest will just ramp up and you'll, you'll be in more and more trouble. And that leads on to the next point, number nine, ask for help, whether it be a citizen's advice or uh, some the national debt helpline or just a friend or a relative or somebody who is financially aware or, or even go into your bank and talk to them about it if you can get to see somebody in the bank that might be able to help you but definitely ask for help. And number 10 is stay out of consumer debt for good. Don't borrow money for consumer things that are depreciating in value. Only borrow money for things like buying assets that will go up in value. And you know, don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses. Just live your own life and do your own thing your own way. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of bonus tips here just for, for listening in to the end. The first bonus tip is never use payday lenders. These are a particularly bad form of, of lending and unless you really do have no other choice and, and especially these un, unauthorized doorstep lenders will charge you a small fortune in interest. In interest. These are what's called loan sharks. Payday lenders are known for, you know, if you've got a, uh, it's, it's cash in that payday check. So someone's got a check, they can't get the money for three or four days. So they go to a payday lender and they'll give them the money now, but they're going to charge them five, six, 10% 
for that money. And these will include pawnbrokers, also another very expensive last resort form of lending. But if you have to do it, you have to do it. And the second bonus tip really is to start building your credit rating up. So you then have access to to better interest rates, better deals. Now, you can do this in a number of ways. One of the ways is to clear your credit cards faster. And once you start clearing your credit cards faster and you haven't got such high balances, then you'll find that you'll be offered cheaper deals, cheaper credit cards, and you'll have access to more credit, basically. Now, you can get personal loans, for instance, if you've got good credit ratings, incredibly low rates, 4 or 5%. Uh, but you you can't get that if you if you haven't got very good a very good credit rating. Another way is to to make sure that you pay your bills on time. As I said earlier, have have your bills paid by direct debit if possible because it it takes the the memory aspect of it. It doesn't mean you, it takes that error aspect out of it where you can just forget to pay a bill and then you're late or you forget or, and then they're sending reminder letters and then. They, they can register that at the credit reference agencies and then you're a late payer. And a late payment can actually stop you getting the mortgage. Sometimes lenders will say, I'm not going to lend to this person because last year they were late paying their credit card bill for £50. I mean, it, it is that crazy. So don't just don't get into that situation. Make sure you keep on top of things all the time. And one way of doing that is to have direct debit. So your credit card, don't just rely on paying it yourself, have at least a minimum payment going out by direct debit, preferably a bit more than the minimum payment going out by direct debit every month so you don't forget or go on holiday and just forget about it. And basically, I mean, the higher your credit rating, the more access you'll have to cheaper finance. And unfortunately, the lower your credit rating, the more expensive your credit. And unfortunately, it's always been the same. You know, the poor seem to pay more for their credit. They pay more for their electricity with these these cards and that sort of thing, these... um, pay these meters, these charge meters, you'll pay more for your electricity in that way. You know, they even pay more for their food because they perhaps haven't got cars. They can't go to these out-of-town supermarkets. They end up going to the local store and paying more for everything. And when it comes to borrowing, often borrowing on the doorstep, they're just paying more and more for everything. But that that is the way of the world. You've got to get out of that situation and uh, get out of debt. So I hope that's been useful today. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you Money Tips. Thank you and hope to see you again soon and uh, keep out of debt. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 